I've always wanted to yell objection and I always want to yell stat. I say stat all the time. Really? When I, when I, well, just when I want something, I go, it's 11 o'clock, someone get me a coffee. Stat! <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah, we're not in a hospital, dude. You, you work at a software professional <laughs> services company. Yeah, I've said, I, I want to say it and people act accordingly. Yeah. Like I've said it a lot. A and lot. everyone just goes... I want to say stat and people like hand me the heart pliers or something and then I save all the lives. Well, you've taken a step in the right direction working for the emergency services. You're getting closer. Yeah. I need that press release stat, they'll say. And I'll, <laughs> I'll do it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Somebody tweet about that storm. Yeah. Stat. I need a fresh hashtag on this event. Stat. stat. <laughs> Objection, I'll say. We've already got a hashtag. <laughs> I hate myself. Don't be like that. You know who loves us? We got our first iTunes review on our first episode. Literally the best thing that's ever happened. Absolutely. Hang on. Would you rank this above or below getting two tweets on Q&A? Oh, above. Above? Above. All right. Global audience. The best part about it was is I assumed that the first review would come from a friend or maybe one of our mums. Or a mistake somehow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is an excellent polenta cast. <laughs> <laughs> polenta cast. There's a tasty treat I can get behind. Yum. Yeah. Imagine if you broke your arm and they made a cast out of polenta. <laughs> I don't know, man. You'd have to get it redone every day because you'd eat it. <laughs> your arm's moving a guy at the cast for breakfast. Yeah. Again. We need a new cast. Stat. But so... <laughs> This review's come from somebody called Harry Townsend, who, when I saw it, I immediately messaged you and went, do you know someone called Harry Townsend? Because <laughs> I just assumed that it would be somebody that one of yeah. us knew, unless it is somebody operating under some sort of pseudonym. Could be. This is a complete stranger that has written, and I'll read here, excellent job, guys. Look forward to many more discussions. Keep up the good work. Pip, pip. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. So it's Harry Townsend, what's one of the more... I would describe that name as sort of masculine and powerful, I reckon. Majestic and regal are the, yeah. are the two that I would use. Like a god on yes, amongst men. I'm <laughs> pumped by the review, is I what am, I'm saying. I am, yes. yes. Yeah. So if you're still listening, Harry, and whoever you are, yeah, thank you very much because you've made our, I wouldn't say lives, that might be going a little bit too far, <laughs> but you've it's made this go, whole though. crazy venture just a little bit cooler for us. Gave given me a five star day. That's for sure. <laughs> now, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the fact that I have the TV roster, which you continue to mock me for. It's weird. Uh, my girlfriend also mocked me for it after I told her that you spent an episode mocking me for it. Oh, really? Uh, she and I should get some kind of mocking roster together. Stat. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> One of the shows that we talked about that had never actually made it onto my roster was Breaking Bad. Yep. And you kindly suggested that I should watch all five seasons in one weekend. <laughs> Flagrant disregard <And> <laughs> for rosters everywhere. I can watch it as a bespoke unit of viewing. Bam. I only say that because I've got a friend who hates when I use the word bespoke. So I'm really? try, trying to work it in in case she listens. So rather than watch it all in one weekend, though, and choosing instead to absorb sunshine and things like the outdoors. Yeah. Loser activities, I call them. Unba- <laughs> <laughs> what I've decided to do is to watch a season a week. I think that's manageable. Nice. And each week I'll give you a bit of an overview of where I'm at with it and what I think about it because you've seen it and you know how it ends and you know where it's going and yep. you watched it in real time. Outstanding. And I'm watching it in a very condensed way. So I finished season one. Yep. 
I watched it. I actually had sick leave last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, being sick sucks. And then I went, oh, hang on, eight episodes of Breaking Bad. Giddy up. Bam. So I chewed through all of that. The good news is that I quite liked it. Oh, that is good news. Now that you've signed up to watch it all. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a very, very depressing next four weeks of podcasting. <laughs> Had I just gone, this is the worst show. Yeah. <laughs> Given that I hated season two, season four did not stir my interest. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my family. <laughs> so I've, I've really enjoyed it. And yep. one of the things that I'm not sure about, and you might be able to help me on this, is while I'm watching this show, mm. I'm not sure if it's supposed to be funny or not. <laughs> to put a bit of context around that, I laugh at some strange stuff that people don't laugh at. My friend Sam and I went to see the new Rambo movie when it came out about what, five or six years ago. Yeah. And there's only about five other people in the cinema. And he and I sat at the back and we laughed through the whole thing. Every time <laughs> someone got shot... When he rips the guy's throat out, when they're blowing stuff up. <laughs> That's the sort of thing that I find quite amusing because yeah. I can't... It's valuable help. context. When I watch an action movie, I cannot help but laugh at stuff. Well, they're ridiculous. Being blown up. It's just, <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it and I can barely contain my laughter thinking it's about it. It's just so funny. I watch The Expendables. I'm like, it's got to win comedy movie of the year. Yeah. And it wasn't even nominated. <laughs> So I, I watched Breaking Bad and this stuff happens. It's tragic sort of stuff. And yeah. I sort of find myself giggling a little bit. Do you find it to yeah. be an amusing show? Because it's a little bit absurd in places, right? Oh, it's sort of bleakly tragic, but in many cases just like the blackest comedy ever. A little bit over the top. My favourite part where I laughed where I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be laughing is I think in the third episode when <laughs> the guy... <laughs> I've lost it already. I'm already looking forward to this. <laughs> When, de- when he decides to dissolve the body in the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> and they're walking down the corridor. And the, and the roof just caves <laughs> in. There's like blood and organs and stuff just splatter all over. Them. I don't want to meet someone who doesn't get a chuckle out of that. <laughs> frankly. And then it pans down and the dude's tied up in the basement. <laughs> I'm losing my voice. <laughs> The dude's tied up in the basement and he can see the blood dripping down and he knows what's going on. And he's got this look of, oh shit, I'm next and I'm just got sucked in. I find it quite amusing. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to or not. I, I think it's a great premise for a show. Yeah. I've always been fascinated by the idea of what would happen if someone told you you were going to die? What would you, what would you do? Mm. Um, and I would just go on some sort of crazy rampage. I don't know if I'd cook up crystal meth, but... Yeah, I would certainly do some outrageous stuff and just go, what are you going to do? Kill me? <laughs> um, I like the main guy. I like... Uh, uh, Walter White. Walter White. I like that he's Heisenberg. My T-shirt that I bought actually makes a lot more sense to me now. <laughs> I've got to get one of those hats because I wear hats. and You should. I've got a completely shaved head. So I'm thinking of growing a moustache and getting some of those glasses and just adopting the Walter White slash Heisenberg look. Well, As Halloween's writing itself, I think. <laughs> I, I like Jesse. He's yep. kind of funny. And, and they're a good foil for one another. It's, it's, it's almost got this sort of buddy feel to it, like, almost like a buddy movie. Yeah. What I'm wondering about, and I'm not going to look at your face while I talk about this because I don't want your facial expression to give anything away, <laughs> is I'm not sure if Jesse's going to last through the whole series or not or if his time sort of runs out, maybe they do something else because I'm not sure how far you can take that particular character. So I've got some ideas around that which I'll have to have to see how that plays out over the next few seasons. The other character that I'm really, really into though is the brother-in-law who's the cop, the, the drug Hank. cop, Hank. Yeah. What worries me about Hank as a character is he says a bunch of stuff and I start to see little bits of myself. <laughs> 
in that. <laughs> and it's, it's not a huge stretch for me to imagine that in 20 or 30 years' time, I will be Hank. You'll just and be just that dude. Saying all that sort of inappropriate stuff <laughs> in front of nephews and. That's the joy of age. And I that think. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to being a grumpy old man. The character that annoys me the most is the son. And that's going to make Walt me. Walt Jr. Yeah, that's going to make me seem like a horrible person because everyone's going to be like. People. <laughs> I don't think that's entirely true. <laughs> Uh, I just, I find him aggravating. I don't know what it is. It's definitely not because he's disabled. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just, I don't know. I, Look, I, there I was, can't buy into him. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it was already in season one that the meme was going around that basically he exists on the show solely to eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all he does. He does. He, he does. rocks up to just remind Walter White of his humanity occasionally by eating breakfast at him. And he's like, <laughs> this is why I'm doing it for my family. <laughs> So I haven't I haven't got too many thoughts after the the first season. I enjoyed the way they ended the first season. I think with a lot of TV shows, especially stuff that's got sort of dramatic overtones like this does, there's a propensity to end with a cliffhanger to get you sort of really hanging on. Mm. Whereas this very much had the feel of you kind of left wondering, well, what's going to happen now? They've signed up to have their product distributed but there's no bit that you're left hanging on if they'd ended it and you just had those seven episodes seven eight seven episodes i think yeah if you just had those seven episodes you'd kind of be okay with that you go that was a good show it mm. only had one run but sure I'm, I'm cool with that i'm excited to see how they pick up from the second season and how they kick off given that then they don't really have a lot that's unresolved yeah to kind of pick up so i think you can almost i'm expecting it to be quite fresh because they can almost do it without any baggage, if that makes sense. Yeah, they don't have to do the usual thing where so many TV shows, they put all this effort into a cliffhanger and then the first 20 minutes of the season is just resolving it in like the quickest way possible. Yeah. Getting it out of the way. Like, yeah. oh, I can't believe we did that last year. I hate those jerks who wrote that. Oh, that was us. Previously on Drama Show. Yeah. And I feel like they won't even have to do a previously on Breaking Bad. Just hit um, the ground running. Yeah, I think it's a cool concept for a show. At this stage, I'm not overly upset that I didn't pick it up earlier. Yeah. Because I think it's going to be one of those shows where I'll get a lot of value out of just watching it in I'm so a block mad like jelly. that. <laughs> I don't have to go through it. all the angst that you've been going through for the last five years. Yeah. So that's my little, uh, my first Breaking Bad review with a few more to come as I chew through this slowly, destroying nice. the rest of the roster. <laughs> Science. Those long-running TV shows where you've where you left you you mocking my segue. No, it's awesome. I, I really didn't. You like guys can't see this, but he's leaning forward as he talks, which makes his segue go around the room in circles. <laughs> it's really distracting. How do we segue into Lost? Well, we were talking about Breaking Bad that was awesome. Yeah, and it's my proposal that Lost is awesome. Is it? And many people disagree violently. Do they? Yeah. I know last episode we were talking about sort of nerd entitlement issues and how angry people get when things just aren't the shape that they expected. Yep. Uh, and I think Lost suffers from that. Like the round bacon on that they used to have on bacon and egg McMuffins. Yeah. Like bacon's not a circle. Exactly. What's that all about? It's still delicious. Yeah. But it's not a circle. So Lost, I didn't start watching until the end of the first season and watch the whole... There's a theme in this podcast that my brother Kyle comes to me occasionally and like insists that I experience some nerd thing. <laughs> and he does. He rocked up one day and was like, we're 12 episodes into Lost. Here, here it is. 
watch it now. Nice. I'm like, okay. Effectively stood next to me for the next 12 hours while I watched it. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm forever thankful With a gun for. to your head or? Yeah. Lost started around 2004, 2005, I think. I knew this girl who was sort of watching it and she would sort of talk about it and I would wander in and out of bits of it. But sometimes when that's happened, I've latched on and picked up a show and, and taken it as my own. But I think maybe because of, and admittedly I have a limited understanding of it, but the nature of Lost meant that I couldn't really pick it up in a disjointed way, the way that yep. that you can with some shows. So I basically ignored it for, was it seven seasons or something uh, like that? It went up to six seasons. Yeah, I just went, nah, tuned out. And I think that was around the time, I don't know if we mentioned previously or not, but we had quite a big gap where we didn't see a lot of each other because you were in Broken Hill and I was elsewhere. Yeah. Many elsewheres. Not prison, At, though. No. No. Definitely not prison. <laughs> Those changes, charges were never substantiated. It's true. We weren't seeing a lot of each other, so I didn't have that interaction with you. I suspect had we been living in the same town or if I'd been back in Broken Hill a bit more or, or whatever, that it probably would have been one of those things where you just pestered me to the point where I would have been like, oh, I'll just fit it into the roster. <laughs> <laughs> well, given that it's all I talked about the whole time, you probably would have ended up watching it just if you tried to visit me ever. People crash land on an island mm. and the island's crazy. And it's like sci-fi, weird, magic, crazy island. Is it like the island of Dr. Moreau? Are there like man bear pigs there? <laughs> man bear pigs? Have you not seen that episode of South Park? No, I haven't. Yeah, right. Your homework. Now I'm giving you a show to watch. Oh. You have to go watch the man bear pig episode of South Park with Al Gore as the guest character <laughs> on the hunt for the man bear pig. I'm definitely intrigued. This will change your life. Bam. So people crash land on an island and the island is weird and mystical and like sci-fi and there's a monster there and people die mysteriously in the forest and everything's weird. Do you see the monster? Uh, eventually. Right. Every episode establishes just crazy mysteries. There's a polar bear on a tropical island for some reason. Um, there's signs of other inhabitants. There's signs of medical experiments having happened there. And much of the sort of narrative energy of the show is driven by these mysteries. And it just keeps aggressively throwing mysteries. Can I jump straight to the end and ask if a bunch of teenage kids and their dog solve the mystery by pulling a mask <laughs> off of somebody and finding out that it was the janitor trying to keep people away from his abandoned theme park. It's true, Lost would have gotten away for it if it wasn't for those crazy kids. <laughs> <laughs> the audience seems to be split and still does, I think, between people who are in it for the sort of sci-fi mystery part of it, of like, I wonder what that means. What is the island? Who are these people? What's the secret? Yeah. And people, I was more into it for the characters, which sounds you know, wankier and less interesting. But the narrative structure of the show, which is something I've seen since, but I hadn't seen before, but it probably existed somewhere, mm. was that every episode was a spotlight on a particular character. Yep. And it would continue forward in terms of telling the story of what's happening with these people on the island. And especially in the first season, the island stories are really like how to get water and things like that. <laughs> uh, but punctuated by flashbacks, which would fill you in on what the characters okay. were yep. doing before they got on the plane. So you would get these really rich little character plays every time and the characters were drawn from all over the world and they all had really different stories and it was just really interesting and awesome and it was the best. Calm down. I can't. Uh, I love Lost <laughs> So Hard. The show gets more and more sci-fi as it yep. goes along and like science-y and one of the Kinda main... Kind of like the Indiana Jones films. Yeah. <laughs> except Indeed. Not, except not shit. <laughs> one of the major themes of Lost is sort of science versus faith and yep. the characters sort of split along those lines yeah. and 
And I think one of the issues with Lost is that effectively sci-fi nerds who watched it wanted the winner to be science, but ultimately faith comes out on top. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of similar to much sci-fi and like I'm thinking Battlestar Galactica and stuff where people watch a sci-fi show and then when it introduces issues of faith and religion and stuff, they get mad. Yeah. And Lost unapologetically was like, magic, magic exists. Is there nerd rage over that? There's so much nerd rage. So Lost, the finale of Lost is one of the most like hated things in the whole world. Oh, really? And I, when it first I came out... I had no idea about the so fandom the and the culture around this. So while Lost was going on, I was obsessed. Because as I say, each, pretty it's much so every... So unlike you. I know, right? <laughs> every episode ends with, wow, mystery. And you're like, oh my God. So every day after Lost, I would sit down with the people I was watching it with and we would talk for hours about what it could be and what's going on and what happens and where did the bear come from and what's the monster and where did the Dharma Initiative come from and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Just for years. And the enjoyment I got out of that over the years means that the ending of the show is almost irrelevant. If I just measure it based on the weight of how much awesome high fives I had from going and going, (laughs) we finally found out what this means. Yay. It was incredible i cannot oh man it's so good but it needs to be said like the narrative driver worried that the, you're gonna start sweating you're getting <laughs> so excited <laughs> the narrative driver of the show is mystery based right yep and it's interesting in that just before every season of lost would start and this gives you a sort of insight into my psychosis at this point in my life like season four would be about to start so yep. i would watch one two and three again oh okay and then watch four and season five to would start yourself. and i would watch one two three four five mm-hmm. so before lost finished I'd effectively seen it about 10 times. <laughs> right? But then as soon as it finished, I was like, cool, I'm done. Because it answered everything. Yep. And without that drive, I did sit down to try and re-watch it again and was just like, it's just not the same. Want to know what's going on? Because you're not hanging on for something. But the mysteries, to my mind, were all answered, but many people feel that they were not sufficiently answered. And that was the motivation for them watching it. Oh. If that makes so sense. So they've just, it's like when a show gets axed and you go, but what happened to the kid? Did they all live happily ever after? Or Well, Lost is interesting because it was one of the first shows to actually come out and say, this is it. This is the last season. Yep. Which happens a bit now. Mm. But then, because Lost famously sort of lost its way in about season three, mm-hmm. where it was just spinning its wheels and the writers had to go to the network and say, this isn't going to work. We need to have a finite number of seasons. So okay. that we can arc out the show and finish well. Yep. Which is another reason people get so mad because they don't feel like the ending was good and these guys had all the chances in the world. Yeah. And basically at the end it does say magic. Right. Oh. Which people find infuriating. And I understand why. Because if you're in it for the mysteries... You and want the, the mysteries solved and resolved. Yeah. And people feel they weren't solved and resolved. It's hard to explain. You're going to have to yeah. watch it all after no, Breaking Bad. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like season, any room. season four and five... They leave the island, like they eventually find out the island has like underground bunkers in it that have electromagnetic sinkholes and stuff. Wow. And then they leave the island and when they come back to the island, they get thrown back in time and there's a whole season which has like half the cast in the present and half in the past and they're like passing things between each other and it flashes on the island as the island like spiritually breaks in magnetism in the planet so that every time there's a flash, they wake up and they're in a different time period. Is this a real show or were you just high for five or no, six years can in you see I was so into it, man. And you find out that the thing they saw two seasons ago was them from like season five, but getting chucked back in the past. Uh. But the the island's also inhabited by tribes of people that have been there for 
hundreds of years and they accidentally came there and you find these immortal people and all kinds of stuff, yep. right? And it's awesome. Uh, Sounds awesome. I don't, think it, I don't think there's probably anyone in the world really who's like, I am still going to watch Lost and I don't want to be spoiled on it because the nerd rage is spun so hot that I think most people have put it out. Yep. Basically, the end of the show is that everyone got brought to the island for destiny because the immortal holder of the island and the island is the source of all life in the earth. What? Was trying to find someone to replace him and he does. And then they all go to like purgatory together. Oh, so they're dead? They're not dead. Uh, they're only dead at the end. So he kills them. It's a whole thing, basically. He basically brought everyone there to try and wheedle them down to one person who was going to like look after the island as its immortal caretaker. So I think I've seen a show like this. It's called Survivor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much like God-driven Survivor. God-driven Survivor. Yeah, um, okay. And I once had someone almost punch me in the face because I was trying to tell them uh, <laughs> that. Because when Lost finished, I watched it and went, yeah, and felt quite disappointed, but not with the ending, but just that it was over. Does yep. that make sense? Yeah. Whereas a lot of people were like, that ending was so aggravating that I wish I'd never seen it. Oh. Which. Uh, it's quite a violent reaction. Well, yeah. And I understand it because it, it's like a super magic ending. Yeah. But the theme of Lost, it's all mysteries. Yep. And they're ultimately pointless. And the theme of the show, the idea behind the show, and especially the ending of the show, mm. is that all the crap that you have in life is irrelevant as long as you are around the people that you love. Oh, that's kind of sweet. And as long as you invest your energy into the relationships and the people around you, then the keeper of the island will kill you. Exactly. Everything oh. will be fine. <laughs> I love that idea and I suppose it's because I geek out on stories yep. to an extent where even if a story has massive flaws, I can still get satisfaction out of them by examining those flaws. Yep. So like Lost, for example, I strongly believe that it's built into the narrative that the idea is the purpose of life is not all the pointless tasks and mysteries and weird stuff that we don't understand. It's about love and people and the show itself in tricking you into thinking these mysteries are important and then giving you the shits at the end when they don't release them is actually He's communicating you a that. life lesson. Yeah. Okay. And I was at a, uh, someone's house once talking about it and telling them what Lost was and they were like, that's the worst show in the world. I wish you were dead for talking to me about <laughs> it. I'm paraphrasing. But I was like, I think Lost is an example of pop culture which theoretically could give society as much as like the Bible. Oh. Because the Bible... Uh-oh. Is important, <laughs> but boring. We drifted into politics last time and now we're drifting into religion. This is exactly shaky ground. Like, I don't have a problem with the Bible, but the Bible is effectively, you know, a pamphlet that tells you ethics. Yeah. Right. Um, there's a lot of other stuff involved, obviously. Mm, lots of stoning. Yeah. But I think there's no reason that the stories that we create now and the artifacts of our pop culture can't serve the same can't purpose. Can't be as important. Yeah. And can't arguably be more important because they actually connect with the audience. Yeah. More people that I know watch Lost than have read the Bible cover to cover, for example. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're waiting for me to <laughs> you're waiting for me to jump in and say something to that and I'm I'm just sitting here being quiet for yeah. change. Lost was great. So that's the, it. Is that the end? That's what I got. <laughs> I really enjoyed it a lot. I take your point about the stories. I actually watched the History Channel did a TV show of the Bible, which yep. was a, a slightly dramatised version. Um, mm. And the stories, are there's some really good stories in there. And again, it was one of those things, and, and I talked about this about Newsroom last time, where I know how it ends. Yeah, I know what happens at the end of the Bible, yeah. and I'm telling you, it doesn't work out well for Jesus. <laughs> Spoilers. And yet it's still, they managed to make this show in such a way that it had this sort of suspenseful 
darkness to it where you go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. Well, I know what happens next. He walks out on water and makes some fish out of nothing and feeds the yeah. 5,000. Bread involved bread. somehow. Yeah. yeah. As a story nerd, Lost suggests many things of which just occupy my brain yep. to distraction. One of them is uh, I get really mad about this. And it happens with film a lot and it especially happens with TV a lot in that people confuse an ending for a story. Yep. Like people follow a story, be it a movie or a television show, and if the ending is no good, then they go, oh, that was shit. That mm-hmm. was awful. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. And look, an ending can be so bad that it invalidates the story, but especially with a TV show. Yeah. And that's the thing. With Lost, for years and years, I loved it, and it was amazing. How can whatever the ending is, even if the ending was just like just a real close-up of someone's genitals for 45 <laughs> minutes, how can that invalidate the How enjoyment the story I got was, out of the story. Yeah. Um, but I, I do despair at sort of the knee-jerk thing of, well, the ending was bad, so it was a waste I've of time. i wasted six years of my life on this. Yeah. I hope that we throw just getting back into a bit of egotism. There's that word again. Yeah. I hope that the ending of our podcast is not so bad that people think that they've wasted their life by <laughs> listening to it. <laughs> well, look, time will tell, I suppose. <laughs> The other thing that fascinates me about Lost is because ultimately it was a lot of random mysteries thrown at the screen. Yep. And I think from watching it, it's clear that they were sort of made it up to a certain extent and then eventually it got really popular and they had to actually Live up come to up with answers for this yeah, stuff. Yep. Um, and that they've built it on the run. But like, that's how TV works. Like every TV show, if you eventually read behind the scenes, like, yeah, we had no idea. It was making up as And then we made it up. This is why, have I ever explained to you my theory about Uh, the fourth season boundary on TV shows. No. So I have this theory that most TV shows, and there are exceptions to the rule, but most TV shows suck after the fourth season. Yep. X-Files, fourth season onwards, rubbish. (laughs) The exceptions are things like Sesame Street, which is... Yeah, run it's for its own thing. Yeah, and you see a lot of TV shows that end around that point, or they they drag on just a little bit long and you go... Season three is the peak for... Yeah, the vast Buffy's the of other shows. one, which I know is probably going to earn me some scorn from you. But I don't know, after once they got uh, what's his name, Lucas was that a boyfriend? And the initiative, Riley. It, maybe his name's Lucas in real life. I think his name, his real name is like Mark. Mark Lucas. Yeah, there you go. See, it's a weird factoid to bubble up out of your brain. Yeah. Well, anyway. Like just it. zip it. I'm schooling you here. Carry on. <laughs> Season five is amazing. No, the the whole initiative. Once <laughs> once Buffy got into the initiative thing, it was just I was like, really, this is no, this has gone downhill. But I trailed off a bit after that, and I have never. This is one of my key claims to shame. Yeah, I've never actually seen the musical episode of Buffy. Really? No, you're missing out, ma'am. Do you own it? Uh, yes. All right, I'll borrow it and I'll watch it. It's pretty boss. Yeah, I hear it is, but never never seen it. I peed it out before the end of The Sopranos, which I'm always embarrassed to tell people because everyone's like, it's the thing that modern television is built on. I'm like, yeah, I didn't get around to it. I never started watching it. Super embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Credentials ruined. Yeah. But yeah, like Lost, so many people got so up their own ass because it's so mystery driven. (laughs) I'm still talking about Lost, I know. I like that that when we plot out a topic that for the life of us, we can't stay on it and we drift off on 40 million different tangents and yet... Tonight, laser beam, like a bulldog with a bone, (laughs) 
you are consistently bringing it back to Lost. Yeah, I'm. In, I'm impressed. Um, it's the same reason. Tell I'm, me about Lost, Stefan. It's this show, <laughs> right, about a beach. Uh, people party there. Um, people insisted that the only way to create sort of this type of show is to have it all planned out from the beginning. Yep. And people in general, when you have TV shows, they're like, oh, I hope they've got a plan. You better have a plan from the beginning. Just seems really like you couldn't have that opinion unless you're just not paying attention. Like, because you look at the way TV. We want to insult anyone with that opinion. Yeah, but you're just, a moron. It's just that everyone who thinks that is incorrect <laughs> in a really obvious way. You have a pilot episode, and if that does well, you get one season, and you get one season at a time, right? You can't tell me that under those circumstances, there's many people who plot out five seasons of a show. No, you wouldn't imagine there is. Yeah. And the whole time Lost was on it, people were like, oh, they better have a plan. They better have a plan for this. It better be planned. And I'm like, but it's awesome. I can just feel, as I say this, so many people like, and not even people listening to this, just people who feel. If you'd like to send hate mail to Stefan at level30.net. Yeah. So many people just like shuddering at work yeah. at the moment, not listening, but just a disturbance in the, in the lost in the force. force. <laughs> like someone's insisting that the finale is not awful. <laughs> and it's one of those nerd curdle things on the internet N- where nerd curdle <laughs> is that a thing? I just made. Uh, is it a thing? I don't. Well, it, is it now. makes sense to me. Nerd um, I feel like when <laughs> <laughs> when the show finished, it was like divisive. Yeah. You know, like, oh, people are split. Some people hate it. Some people don't. But you can't go on the internet now and say, oh, I quite like Lost without getting hit with just a wall of hate parades of just people going, nah, it was the worst. So much curdled nerd yogurt. Yeah. It's like people that <laughs> liked it were just like, oh, I'm done now. I'll go off to my life. Uh, and people who hate it are like, all I'm doing with the rest of my life is uh, hating Lost. <laughs> Damon Lindelof, the guy who wrote it, yep. or one of the guys who wrote it, wrote a piece after the Breaking Bad finale, which was beloved. No spoilers. It was, it was good. <laughs> um, but he wrote a piece motivated because he got a tweet the day after, like as soon as it finished, like one second later, going like, that's how you do a finale, not like your piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> can you ima- rough. Can you imagine the reservoir of sort of just street grade hate that you must carry around to, <laughs> yeah. watch, to watch a show and love it Yep. But your first reaction is to just remind the world that you hated a different show ages ago. <laughs> I was reading something the other day about people defining themselves by what they don't like. Mm. I can't remember where this was. I think somebody posted this on my Facebook wall. It was all about how that's just such a, a bad thing to do because you essentially focus on all the negative things in your life and you go, yeah. I don't like this and I don't like that. And, Grumble, grumble, grumble. It's easy to do. It is. It's much easier to do than to point out the things that you like. And I don't know where I was going with that, but you just made me think of it when you're talking about loving a show for six years. (laughs) Sorry, not loving a show for six years. Loving a new show so much that it reminds you how much you hated the ending of another show. I think you've definitely given some some weight behind Lost tonight. It's the best. The fact that you've taken your pants off midway through (laughs) this podcast is... They got lost. ...concerning on an island. (laughs) Get this man some pants, stat. Yeah. Was that this episode or last episode that we were doing the stat thing? Stat? I can't remember. I think it might have been early on in this one. Let's look it up, stat. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a conclusion to this or? I think every, if you haven't watched Lost, you should. Uh, Except for me. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I just, I can't invest. It's good though, I man. I, I just, I can't. I've got such a backlog of TV shows to watch. 
I ramble on about it because uh, it was just, it's a compelling show when it was on and I think it exists. I don't even know if I would encourage people to watch it. You just told everybody to watch it about five minutes ago. I know. I'm leaving that and bit you're in. immediately like, I'm not going to do that <laughs> on the record. So I'll question myself. Okay. But for me, the reason that it's still like, I haven't watched it in years, but it lodges in my brain because of those sort of interesting conundrums it brings up about storytelling. So I think... Um, for sci-fi nerds, it's a cool show yep. and you should watch it. But primarily if you're like narrative storytelling nerds, there's just lots of interesting ground to unpick in terms of how they built the story and how they messed it up and how they did a good job and just uh, it's wonderful. Tell me what the monster looks like. Uh, the monster is uh, Black Smoke. Oh. I don't think I've met a bad bacon. I don't think. No. Yeah, I definitely no, haven't. It's nice. I don't think there's such a thing. 